This is Undivorce Wittable, the podcast made to divorce-proof marriages. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Rance. And, and we, we are, are the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. We've been rocking together for 18 years, married for 15 years. People tell us all the time that we inspire them. We are relationship goals. And it's not because we're famous or we're fronting for social media, but because they can tell that what we have is genuine. There have been ups, crazy downs, and moments where it would have been easy to just walk away. This is a no BS podcast. We're keeping it a buck. And we're telling you all the truth you can handle about what it takes to stay together in today's world. We, we are, are Undivorced Wittable. Hello, everyone. It is Giovanna. And it's your man, Rance. We are back for another episode of Undivorced Wittable. So today we are going to talk about all men are dot, 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 dot. So this basically was coming from a conversation that I had with a family friend about how all men are asses. Her words, not mine. That's cold. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. So she was basically trying to say and imply that we as women, well, I felt like this is what she was saying and implying, that we as women should not expect much from men and not hold them to certain standards because they're just jerks. Um, I don't agree with this statement. I feel like men get away with what you allow and what you let them, and women as well. Anybody you're in a relationship, kids do it, you know. They get away with what you allow them to get away with. Um, but just to let them slide and just put all men in a category, that's not okay with me. I mean, that's stereotyping, isn't it? Yes, very much so. It is. Hmm. Um, yeah, when you told me this, actually, I didn't feel any kind of way about it. Um, for one, it was the source from which it came. But then for two, it was kind of like, and and I don't mean that to minimize the person, but it was just kind of like, man, it seems like I think everybody has their preconceived notions about the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Does that sound accurate? It does. And I mean, and I guess a lot of times you have to look at people's dynamics, their family dynamics and where they get their thought processes from. And I think me growing up in a more male dominant family, um, my viewpoints on men is very different. You're talking immediate family, right? Male dominant immediate family or? Yeah. I mean, like in my immediate family, so it's me and my brother. We had a sister who passed away, but it's so both my parents and me and my brother. But growing up, I had an uncle who well, I have an uncle who's just a year older than me, who was very much a part of our lives. And then um, a guy brother, people who like lived with us. So it was like I was around more men in my family. And even with actually even with my cousins, like. On both sides of the family, it's just me and two other girls, and the rest are boys. So in wow. my family, really, it's we're it's more so men. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, it's just that I have a different look outlook on men. I don't feel like that because I would say I have a very loving family, um, and men who don't just who aren't the typical you know stereotypical men. I guess you would say. 
Got you. Okay, so what was it about that statement that got to you? It got to me because I guess the premise of, of from which it came. So we were discussing a matter um, that I'm not going to go into, but we were discussing a situation and it was like she just wrote it off like it was okay because or just to let men act the way they act or all men are just going to act like jerks because that's what all of them are so we're talking in relationships yes yes this is pertaining to a certain relationship and I was just kind of like for me that's not okay like I'm not gonna let and that's what I said I said well Rance isn't a jerk you know I've never, I've never looked at you in the sense of like, okay, well, that's just my husband, you know, he's just gonna lie or he's just gonna, you know, be a man and do whatever. And that's okay. But I got a mean consideration game too. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you don't agree. (laughs) Hey, you guys ever been put on an island? You ever been on an (laughs) island by yourself? You're talking to uh, Wilson, your volleyball or tennis ball or whatever. You're just on that <laughs> island alone. That's just what happened to me. Like It's like being a comedian standing <laughs> on stage and nobody is laughing at your jokes. No, you, 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 you do. You do. I guess I just was kind of like in my flow and in my thought process with what I was saying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jack you No, up. you're fine. It's just that I just have a problem with women allowing men to be a certain way um it was just a it was a non-empowerment state empowering statement um it felt like a statement that causes women to surrender their standards and that women should accept any type of behavior from men and i don't think that's okay wow all right so before we continue i want folks to you know you're listening to this you're probably on a mobile device and I'll ask you if you will go to our Undivorced Whittable Facebook page. And we got a poll on there. It's an anonymous poll. So you don't have to worry about being outed. But we have some stereotypes that we threw up there that people tend to say about men. And maybe you guys can interact with that for us. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Yeah, and let us know if you think they're true, too. Yeah, so that's what we want to know. We want to know if you rock with the stereotypes, believe in the stereotypes. And we're going to talk about some of those right now. Yeah. So some of the stereotypes that people are that about men are all men cheat. That is not true. That is not true. If Rance, if I knew, I don't suspect. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I feel like in your heart of hearts, you know. And I mean, there are some people who are blindsided, but I think that if somebody is actively like just out here, just doing, you know, sowing the royal oats, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I think that you as a woman I am watching coming to America after this <laughs> I think that you as a woman would kind of like would pick up on it if it's like something that they're doing habitually but then there are cases where you don't um actually I know of cases where you don't but anyway I know that if Rance had ever cheated on me he would not live to tell the story and I say that, I know it's like, oh, well, you'll never know if you weren't in that situation. And da, 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 da. So I'll just leave it at, I'll never know. I mean, I think that if a couple really wants to work at it, they can. 
I think in this situation, okay, we're talking about all men cheat. It's so interesting to me that men, when a woman cheats on a man, for for us, it's like a point of no return. It just feels like our hearts were taken. You know, somebody got in, the devil got in, and uh, was able to switch your emotions. Like, they had to get to you emotionally. At least that's what most men think. That when a woman is cheating, that it's not animalistic like men, right? So that is something that's just so interesting to me. For men, a lot of times when a woman cheats on them, there's no return. Women seem to allow it to be worked out when the man is the one that's done the infidelity. And yeah, because all men cheat. <laughs> but it goes back to that. You know, women surrendering their standards. You mentioned that right. a few minutes ago. Um, man, it's, it's so deep. And, and like you just said, all men cheat. If that's the the belief system that you have, then you excuse that behavior. Exactly. Exactly. So when, when in societies and if you have certain family dynamics or whatever, where maybe your dad cheated on your mom and, you know, you were around it a lot, then you think that it's okay. Whether you agree with it or not. It's a norm to you. So if you get in a relationship with the man and he cheats on you, it's like, okay, well, my daddy did. So this must be something that all men do. So you're just going to okay it. For me, that's not okay. I feel like no matter what situation, relationship you're in, whether it's a platonic relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, any relationship that you're in, you should not allow the person to do anything that you don't agree with and not put them in their place. Whether you're going to like let them know, hey, I don't I don't tolerate that you're not going to do this anymore then get yourself together so we can move on or whether you're going to just dismiss them out of your life but I don't think that it's okay for you to allow a man to just be any and it could be I mean cheating is kind of like the biggest the biggest thing but there's like other things you know that can be smaller that can become bigger things if you just allow them and I don't think it's okay for you to allow it I agree with that People um, probably thinking you you just ain't got it easy over here in the Robinson household. Who cares what they think? We're <laughs> undivorceable, okay? Nah, but for real, um, I wanted to throw some statistics out. Okay. That I found about infidelity, because all men cheat is the point that we're talking about. Right. So from the Journal of Marital and Family Therapy, these are the stats. of men overall admit to committing infidelity at some point in their lives. 54% of women, 54% of women overall admit to committing infidelity in one or more of their relationships. Now, on the married side of that, 22% of married men admit to having an affair at least once during their marriages. 14% of married women admit to having an affair at least once during their marriages. While those numbers are very low, I did not expect them to be that low. Those are the people who admitted it. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Those are the people who admitted it because there's some men out there and some women who said, yeah, I ain't admitting to that. And they did it. But I mean, even with those who did admit it, those numbers are still low. And they're close. They're close. Yeah, they are. I was noticing close more than than low. Um, man, fifty seven percent to fifty four percent. So that means the women are just as freaky as men. You animals. 
But, you know, cheating isn't always about just having sex. There's multiple ways to cheat. Yeah, I've heard of, what, emotional cheating? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, the way I grew up, H-Town said emotions make you cry sometimes. They never said nothing about emotions make you cheat sometimes. Oh, my goodness. That was a great record, by the way. <laughs> it was. But, I mean, if you're flirting with somebody, I'm slicing your throat. Like, flirting is... It's like the gateway drug. Flirting is the gateway drug? Yeah. There are some people who are flirtatious by nature. That is true. That is true. And they actually have nothing in into it, but they they somehow convince the other. Okay, but you got to be that, careful with that because even if you're flirtatious by nature and you're married and somebody doesn't realize that that's just your nature and... Now, One thing goes to the other, to the another, to the another, and next thing you know, you caught up in something that you shouldn't be caught up in. And I feel you on that, and I think maybe there's a distinction too, like sexual flirtation, where you're making a person, you're teasing a person into thinking that there is some sort of sexual chemistry there, because I've seen people flirt in who are in relationships in a sense where they're typically a little bit nicer to the person than the average person in a relationship would be i guess my thing is as long as you're okay and you will do that with your spouse in the room then okay i feel you if it's something that you're not going to do or say towards somebody even if you have a flirtatious nature if you're not going to do that with your spouse in the room then don't do it if it's something that you gotta hide don't do it yeah just makes me think of the OPP video by Naughty by Nature. You know, when they were sitting in the club or whatever, and the dude passed the note, the, the phone number, the girl passed the phone number to the dude. Yeah. That's what that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My life is a soundtrack, folks. It is. It's a, it's my a dad says that. He's always referencing a song or a movie. <laughs> yep. My life is a soundtrack. Um. Okay, so what are some other, some other ones? All men are lazy. Yes. That is not true. That's not true. I think when it comes to laziness, I feel like part of the issues is that we as women can be very impatient. Um, when we ask for certain things, we want it done right then and there. And so men will allow their to-do list to accumulate. And then we end up fussing and complaining, hiring someone else to do it. Um, you know, I just think that our timeline is just off and we just, that's just something that men and women just, we got to get it together. We got to get on the same feel but why do men do that i think women do it in their own way i think men for the most part we're, we're it's not as pressing i think sometimes and this is where like taking some consideration into things matters for a woman all right let's say you went out to uh you know hobby lobby or ikea and bought a new shelf that you wanted put up right mm-hmm. for men when you ask, honey, can you put this shelf up? It's Tuesday. Most guys are like, I'm a chill. I'll grab it on the weekend. Now, if you live in a city like the city we live in, Columbus, Ohio, it's there's always something to do. You can find yourself meaning to do something, and then there's another event. If it's a nice day out, you're going to head out and go somewhere, You know, go out to eat, something like that. You can find yourself getting caught up if you're not more intentional. So I think for for men sometimes we'll put things off because we're not moving with intent for that specific thing 
and where women will get irritated is the things that we move with intention on has nothing to do with that shelf that you bought from Ikea. Exactly. And I think that, I think that this is where communication comes into play. So when I bring that shelf home from Ikea, Rance, I need you to put this shelf up today. And you know, it's funny because we keep referencing this and I, I keep trying to stay away from it, but it seems to bring itself into everything. I think also it matters depending on what your language of love is too because Mm -hmm. that's an act of service right so if you bring something home and i put it up and i get it done like right away that's going to mean something to you it is but that's where you got to have a strong consideration game oh there it is again oh my consideration game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i worked it in twice in one podcast yeah you did do that killing it but i think too that just for men who are listening to understand and to know that when a woman brings home a shelf from Ikea or anything from any, anything from any store, she, it, she has a project that she is working on that she wants it done. She wants it done. So whether it's on your schedule to get it done or not, she wants it done. Now, see the way I grew up, um, story time, you know, my mother, she was a handy woman. Right. Yeah, she is. So she was, you know, industrious. She was she had a painting company. She was into doing things. And so when she had a project. Her intention was to do the work. Uh, Case in point, back in the 90s, back at our crib when we lived in Michigan, um, she wanted like all tile down a, a walkway that you come in the entryway or the landing, whatever you call it. And. You know, my dad worked pretty much 12 hours every day, 12 hour shifts, six days a week. Mm -hmm. That's basically was his life. And he worked second shift hours. So he was gone from midnight to midnight. So for her, she wasn't going to bother him with that. And she just went ahead and took care. I watched her in a weekend rip up carpet, lay new tile with the grout, all that. Mm Mm-hmm. And really get things going like how she wanted it. And she, man, was a workaholic. Like, she would just knock it out. And so I think that's something that you have to realize, too. Sometimes there are men out there who either are or aren't. Now, my dad was handy, but obviously he just wasn't home that much. Right. The one day he was basically off for the most part. Well, I would say five days a week. He had weekends off working mm-hmm. at the post office. Um she wanted him to rest or get the yard done and, and different things like that. So I think for guys, there are some men out there who just aren't handy. It becomes a really difficult task. Yeah. Even something as simple as hanging up a shelf or doing something like that. Me, I don't mind. Now, I don't always get it right. I'm not about to sit on this podcast and act like my um, consideration game, <laughs> third time, <laughs> is always on point. I don't always get it right. There are times where I'll sit and whatever something you've brought me, I'll let it sit for a while before I touch it. And so I have to do better in considering that. I'm trying to think of something that you've done that does happen. This is something. Oh, okay. Something. Out there. Because, I mean, most things, and we're, we're different too, because I think most things I would have talked to you like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this, or I'm thinking about changing this, or I'm thinking about doing this. And you're like, oh, okay. So sometimes we might go together to do it, so you already know that what's coming. And some guys know their spouses. Some guys know that, okay, she brought a shelf, but she hasn't bought the things that she wants to put on the shelf. 
or she, you know, hasn't done X, Y, Z. And I heard her talk about this before. So I got time. Yeah. You know, I got time. Yeah. So that's that's something that happens, you know, chores, things like that. You got to pull your own weight, in my opinion. True. True. And I'm not doing that to pander to females like, oh, guys, you got to get it together. No, you just, you know, have to think and consider the urgency, like listening, active listening. When that new item is, is she extremely excited and can't wait to see this thing come up? Yeah. And I mean, even, I mean, along with us talking about all men are lazy. So looking at the family dynamic too, like maybe he was brought up in a household where he was the only boy and he didn't have to do anything because he was spoiled. Maybe he was the youngest. He was spoiled. You know, there's different yeah. things to consider as to why, um, you know, but I, I don't, it's a stereotype. I don't believe all men are lazy. My daddy isn't a lazy man. My brother isn't a lazy man. My husband, you know, I don't believe that. Right. Yeah. You kind of been, you've been surrounded and I can honestly say from observation, you've been surrounded by workers, like mm-hmm. guys who get out there and get it done for the most part. Right. There's a small percentage of men who may not, but for the overall in your sphere of influence, they're definitely movers and shakers and get yeah. it done. Definitely in people. my spirit influence this, like this, everything from all men cheap, all men being lazy. Now see in my, um, I, in my world, I got some chillers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, got some, I got some chillers. Okay. So that's that, but I ain't gonna throw nobody under the bus to the family reunion. But anyway, uh-uh, all right. So, so where are we going next? Where we headed? Um, we have some more like all men are stupid. I think all men are jerks and all men are stupid. That kind of, like, yeah. Because that's not from an intelligence level. Is that from, like, is that emotional stupidity? I mean, I think so. I think people just say it in a sense of men just don't get certain things. Okay. You know, and maybe that just comes from the, you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars type thing. But I just feel like it can be in a sense of, like, men just don't get certain things. They're in their little bubble. All they understand are sports you know, and yeah, that's true. But, you know, to be emotionally astute, man, I mean, I don't even know what that means anymore. And I'll say that because like social media, I'm on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and thing. everybody has something. They are irritated with everything all the time. Yeah. Like it's it maybe it was simpler back then to communicate with less communication tools. Mm-hmm. But man, we are over communicating to the point where folks is talking in circles. And men nowadays are mad emotional. I'm sorry. I feel like, especially with reality TV, there's always a man crying. And I'm just like. Man, Carl Thomas opened the door for us. <laughs> Maybe. He changed the game. What was that, 2000, 99, 2000? So this is all his fault because men cry too much, I feel like. Like, seriously. And you, we'll, Rance and I will be sitting there watching TV or whatever, and let's say somebody starts crying over whatever. And I'm like, really? Man up. Don't I say that? You do be like, man up. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I'm not a crier either. You're so, not a crier That's because all, I was raised, but, I was around a lot of men. So. But that's that Carl Thomas effect. I yeah. knew you when you were Sing a friend, it. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Even that song, that, that music, come on. I see guys weeping. They get, uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? Like weeping. that gangster stance, it gets softer. Yeah, men are mad soft nowadays. <laughs> oh, don't say that. 
They are. I feel like there's. I will say softer than the how it was back. How in the, it was back in the day. Back with the baggy jeans and Tim's days. Yes, when you had more, you yeah, know, baggy jeans and Tim's. Real and you, thugs and not want to be thugs, and you know. But you know these guys now. You know, I don't know. I'm not even about to go there. All I know is that, yeah, that emotional intelligence. You know, there's a there is there's a lot of sensitivity without the emotional intelligence behind it. Yeah, you I know, agree with guys that. doing a lot of arguing with females, things like that. Um, but even to go away from that, it just seems like there's so much thought floating out in the world now because everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. And when you're hearing so many voices, how do you know your own? That is true. That how, is true. How do you know your own? And I I think that. That's something we're kind of falling in with. Yeah. And when you hear these statements from other people, like you said, through social media, all men are dogs, you know, all men cheat, all men are lazy, um, all men this, all men that, it gets in your psyche where you don't even realize it, but it's there. And then you're taking on something that somebody else said, and you don't even know why you're taking it on. And I think that sometimes it is good to, like, just – you have to form your own opinion. Mm-hmm. You have to understand for yourself. But then even in relationships, when it comes down to you dating or being married or whatever, just understanding that person and their family dynamic and their history. I think that that's so important. So in and, and understanding like women, too, because there's some women who are in families where it's just all women in the families they don't have any successful marriages around them and all they know are men who are just out here you know their daddy was a rolling stone and different things like that or they didn't even know or all the men that they know are in jail you know what i'm saying so they can only go off of what they see and what they know and what they've been surrounded by so that's very important to take those things into consideration even when people are having these conversations and making these statements yeah, knowing how to communicate is difficult. It's not easy. Like, they actually teach communication. Um, and I'm not talking about the college course type stuff, but there are seminars, and I looked into one that, like, for effective communication, mm-hmm. it was like 1200 to start, I think. Oh, wow. Um, just to learn how to effectively communicate. It's, if you, especially if you hit on this, depending on how you grew up, if everybody in your household is yelling. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn to communicate. Right. Um, you don't think you do. And that's the one thing that's interesting about when you're coming up as a, a young buck um, is you say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And when you're an adult, somehow it finds itself creeping out in mm-hmm. some form. Right. So you may not be a, you know, if your mom and dad fussed all the time, you may not be combative with your spouse actively that way. But there may be some passive aggressiveness coming out somewhere else mm-hmm. or just some aggressive aggressiveness. So right. it's just interesting how, you know, learning how to communicate is an art. It's yeah. definitely an art. So yeah. You got to figure out how to do it better. Yeah. So I think, you know, basically just understanding that you the standards that you have as a woman, as a man, um, if you're dating and everything like that, what you will and won't allow, you know, from the opposite sex. And you can't put everybody in a bubble. And it, 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 I'll say this. It irritates me when, especially when black people make stereotypes. It's just like saying, you know, all black people are violent. You know, And then we're going to sit there and say all men are this or all women are that. Mm-hmm. How can you make that statement when we are out of all people? We know how it feels to put us in a, in a category. That's when the slave get the whip. <laughs> and took the, <laughs> sometimes the slave get his hand on the whip and he just go crazy. Right. And I think that's 
kind of a part of it. And I think that it's it's a subculture. It's it breaks down. True. You know, we don't we don't see it even as black people. We're we feel like we're commenting on ourselves. Mm-hmm even though we know what it's like to be stereotyped. Right. Um, right. And I think that we just have to be careful, like just in conversation, what we say. And that's very true because you words reverberate they and do. they come back. They do. And that's just, you tell a kid enough times that they know good, just like their father. Mm-hmm. They're going to believe that. Exactly. They're gonna internalize that. And their things are going to come out. Even if they never met their father, whatever has been deeply rooted is going to come out. Right. Right. So it's planting them seeds. And then if you do make those statements, you know, really taking the time to reflect and think about why you made that statement. You know, why do you believe that? And then are some of these people making these statements because this is something they've been taught their whole entire life Mm -hmm. or they've heard from their moms, aunties, uncles and whatever, but then they're not able to see their partner for who they truly are because they're so clouded by these stereotypes that they've heard that they don't even give their spouse a chance to really show who they really are because you 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 grew up thinking that all men are lazy men don't help out in the home or all men are stupid so you talk down to him and don't even realize you're talking down to him but he's actually really smart maybe he thinks before he talks and he takes his time and you ain't for him to say something you think he just stupid because he ain't got nothing to say but he's really taking his time and marinating on the thought of what he's about to say yep it's like boosie said they hypnotize <laughs> hypnotized by hatred those words, man, you just got to be careful. The words are, are spells. Yeah, they are. That's why they call it spelling. A lot of people don't think about that. No, uh-uh. no that's serious. I, I've read that. That um, artful language mm-hmm. uh, and, and legalese, like when you talk about, I've read and done research that when you're learning the art of law, there's artful language. That's what lawyers use oh, yeah. to, to talk and discuss. And that is not. You know, there are certain words that we use blase mm-hmm. that have deeper meanings, mm-hmm. like uh, the word nice. Like we say someone's nice. Mm-hmm. The deeper meaning of nice actually means you're easily manipulated and you can be taken advantage of. Mm. So these words have they, they, these uh, the American language is so tricky. It is. And so we could say things about people. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're thinking, oh, that means that this is an approachable individual, this and that. But somebody who truly understands the word nice, oh, he's an idiot. Right. I can get I can get over on this person. Right. Mr. Nice Guy. Y'all see why I love him? He's so smart. So, you know. He is smart. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I be reading. I be trying to learn. And that's, it's just interesting how we communicate. And I think a lot of the issues that we deal with, where these stereotypes come from, are a personality clashes yeah and bad communication true because it's it's true there are people who do like we're not absolving anybody of anything so if you're a cheater and you have cheated on someone that action is going to reverberate you've planted a seed in the person that you affected the most right and something's going to grow from that and the only problem with that is the next person who comes along to enjoy the 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 fruit of her tree or his tree that's the fruit they have to eat. Mm-hmm. So either they gotta they gotta chop that tree down and try to replant, right? Or they're going to deal with the fruit that you left, right? 
that's lying. I mean, there's some people who just habitually lie without necessarily cheating, but the person on the other end feels cheated. Mm-hmm. And that's something I try to avoid as a husband. I, you know, I'm always trying to keep it 100, um, always being, trying to communicate better. I, I think that's one thing that I've made a deliberate point to try to communicate mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about me. Right. So that's that's my philosophy on it. Everybody mm-hmm. got a different philosophy. That's the way I wrote. Right. I agree. And, you know, I'll say also that there's some people who just have it in their minds that there's some men who don't have a problem with being committed to one person. Yep. It's it's not in everybody's makeup to just be out here. People in their poly bag now, and I'm not talking about the plastic clear bag that you get your T-shirt sent to you in. Okay. They in there, they're polyamory, and I'm talking about women mm-hmm. and and men in general. Um, yeah, folks are. It's different now. The game is changing. You know. And I think that it too just, and we've talked about this before. We live in a society where we want this now or we want this, and so we're so quick and easy to throw people away. Yep. To find something wrong with somebody and throw them away as if you perfect. Yes. You're not perfect. You have issues. You know what I'm saying? But in relationships nowadays, I mean, people just like, oh, okay, well, fine. Forget it. You ain't doing this the way I need you to. I'm I'm divorcing because I'm going to move on to Tim over here because he obviously got it together or whatever. They ready to move on because they done already started something before they got out of their first relationship. Yes. And the grass is not greener, folks. I'm sorry. It is not. The grass is not greener on the other side. I'm pretty sure every person who, not every, I'm not going to say every, but many people, most people who have messed up a relationship because they thought the grass was greener on the other side, who got a divorce and moved on, they're looking back at that person and probably want that person back because they realize I had something good and I lost it. That's true. And then it's those other people out there that I always say that if your spouse gave you a hall pass, you probably couldn't get laid. Like, just be wow. be happy being at the crib. Like, <laughs> wow. you're not necessarily upgrading. Or you, you, know, you know, I'm for real. You know, that's the funny thing about that movie, um, Hall Pass, is that, for especially for guys, a lot of guys have this overinflated idea about what they can get in out there. Like, you may be able to, if you're in your, your late 30s, early 40s, you may find yourself with somebody younger or in your age bracket, but more likely it's not an upgrade Mm-mm. on what you have at home. Right. You know, but I'm, I'm not going to say that's true for everybody. There's some cats out there with game and stuff like that. But in the end, like you just said, and what you alluded to, when you really look at, when you break it down to brass tacks and you start comparing, you know, and I, I, I think about, this is something I think about that keeps me, from making these types of decisions because I think everybody's susceptible to making a mistake. Oh, of course. Right. Nobody's um, exempt. But one thing that I think about is if I was to mess up what we have and slide off with this person, can they love my kids? Like you love my kids. Right. Can we laugh together the way you and I laugh together? Mm Mm-hmm. All the history we've built. Like, there's so, there, man, there's just so much gold under the time that we've got together. Right. 
I don't want to mess that up. Right. So that's the way I roll. I joke with people and I tell them, I say, God forbid, but if something were to happen to Rance and, you know, I was a widow or something or he messed up and we got divorced, I would not do this all over again. I would not get married. Because we have something so beautiful and we've built something so nice. I don't have the energy to try to put that into somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, and I don't think it could get this. I mean, you can look at it how you want, but I don't think it could get any better. So I ain't even going, I'm not even going, I'm just going to stay with the memory that I got. That was a beautiful thing that God blessed me with. Okay. I'm just going to live my life. I love you. And I appreciate that. And I, you know, I feel the same way. I, I don't think I could ever find myself married again. But I'm probably also not gonna go to church no more because I'm gonna be a freak. I gotta scratch this itch. No, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just these just jokes, y'all. Oh, so Lord here are our takeaways <laughs> from today's episode. I'll be wilding, man. Wilding, whatever. Oh. Um, for us, it, and I, we're just gonna throw these out there. Some questions that maybe. You can talk about, think about, like, what standards have you set for yourself that no one can break? Um, you know, do you have those? My mother, she used to, and I remember her telling my wife this, something she would say, never let them see you sweat. Mm-hmm. She don't. I, she said, I don't care how, how if he says the meanest things, X, Y, Z, don't let them see you break down, none of that. If you got to, go off to the bathroom and cry. Mm-hmm. Never let them see you sweat. So... You know, what standards do you have about yourself? Do you have a, a habit of gender stereotyping men? And if you do, where does it come from? And does it affect your current relationship or marriage? So this is a little self-inventory, right? Yeah. And then do you truly see your partner for who they are? Or have you been looking at them through the lenses of gender stereotyping? Well, all right. So I'll, and I'll say that, especially if you come up in the hip hop generation, you know, all the the B's and H's and everything like that. We heard Snoop Dogg and you know Busta Rhymes, Biggie mm-hmm. was who I was listening to. Um, it, it it's mind shaping, and you know I know even back then they would say, "Well, we ain't talking about every woman," or women would say they ain't talking about me. But it's hard for a thirteen year old to know the difference, right? Like I'm, I can't sift through that. Yeah, exactly. So we really like this. So we're gonna probably continue this into the next episode. I think. Yeah, so we talked about the men. We'll probably talk, well, not probably, but we'll talk about the women next because we're not just going, you know, just go at the men. With your we dirty gonna, dog self. We're going to go at the women too. But Carl if Thomas. you want to um, to talk about us some more with us, hit us up on our um, Undivorced Woodable page on Facebook. Facebook you can group. also join the group as well and talk about it amongst everyone else in the group so we can get your thoughts. We like to know what our listeners are thinking and what you feel. So yeah, please, please, please communicate with us. And shout out to the global listeners. Y'all, I don't know if you know this, but people are listening to us from around the world. We've got listeners in Australia, um, some other countries in the Middle East. So that's kind of dope. That's nice. So yeah, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate all of Please you guys. Please keep sharing us and doing all that. And we're going to try to keep the content rolling. Uh, once again, thanks to our music producer, uh, Airtight Productions. Again, you know, always shouting him out. Check him out. Um, if you can, links are going to be in the bio of the podcast. And we are out. 
Yes. Deuces. Stay undivorced, wittable, and don't give up. <laughs>